You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi, and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I am Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCourt. Welcome back, you guys. As uh, we fumble through this Sunday, this is this is going to be an interesting <laughs> one. We've had internet connection issues, we've had video issues, so let's just hope this sounds somewhat cohesive. Yeah, it'd be nice. So today we're talking about a documentary called Hands on a Hard Body. It's an hour and 37 minutes long. I bought it. That was my only option on the Apple TV, but it was well worth my $10. So thank you very much. Agreed. This choice is uh, from 1997, and even though it's got, I appreciate the naming, right? Because it, it's a clever name. So the idea here is there used to be these contests back in the 90s. I would not say they were pervasive, but I, I was not, this is not the first time I heard about this. Mm-hmm. But the idea is you just stood around a car or whatever it was. There were several different versions of this. And if you could outlast everyone else with your hand on said object, you would win it. So it is a test of wills, I would say, certainly a test of physical endurance. Mm -hmm. But I do like at the beginning, they say, uh, the person who can maintain their sanity the longest tends to be the winner, right? So this is a particular contest out of... Longview, Texas. And there's some folks in the beginning, um, they're kind of dealership people. So this is a Nissan dealership out of Longview. They kind of had a streak of these for a time. And this was called like the hard body contest, right? Right. I think that was the name of the truck. It was a hard body Nissan. Yes. Yeah. So that's sort of where that hands on a hard body title came from. Um, There's a guy named Blake Long. And he's saying that a good truck is like a Texan's hat. And I'm like, I hope that's mm-hmm. relevant to somebody. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of talk throughout this and at the beginning about how important it is to have a truck. Like you have to have a truck because you just can't do things with a car that you can do with a truck. And all I could think of was spend all your money on gas. That's what you can't do with a car that you can do with the truck because Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, they have like farmers in that, which I get. I understand the need to haul stuff and move stuff, but I don't understand the need for everybody to have a truck. That seems excessive. Well, it was almost like a reverence for trucks. Like, like they were also almost personified. It was a weird moment. And I was like, are you guys okay? Do we need to send like a wellness check down there? You know, obviously a bit in the past, but the the way they talked about it was really funny to me. Cause I was like, yes, because a car could not nearly have a trunk or like an El Camino or whatever else. There was no other choices. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. so funny. Just a truck. And I got to tell you, I can fit a full upright base in my car <laughs> with the seats down. So I can put a lot in my car. That's a big old instrument right there. Right now, to be fair, Evidently, this truck is decked out with a lot of accessories. Mm-hmm. And to see what a decked out truck in 1997 looked like was cracking me <laughs> up. 
I was like, oh, we're about to like roll down windows and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And a bench seat. And uh, it wasn't like a big, you know, two ton truck. It was a fairly modest sized truck. Yeah. And at one point they said it was like worth $15,000, which seems really cheap now, but I looked it up and that's still only about $30,000 now, which is like barely a truck in today's age. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like you might get a little teeny tiny S10. Right. That's used. I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. This isn't like a dually or some kind of like major thing you can use to haul a truck full or a trailer full of horses or something like. Right. It is, you know, a personal pickup. Mm-hmm. And not to say that's not nothing, but it does belie the importance kind of the that they've been talking about. The usefulness. Right. Yeah. So weird. So Something I want to talk about. They do interviews with a lot of these people before the contest is what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. These people are talking before the contest to the documentarians. What is up with that background? What the actual fuck was that about? I have no idea. There are a lot of fucking things in this documentary. I was like, (laughs) what is happening here? (laughs) It's just a really, really big hand. You guys, it's like a palm hand. That's just in the back, like it's artistic, but it has no purpose. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It is very weird. Yeah. So let's talk about how people got to sit in front of the giant artistic hand for no reason. Okay. Okay. So there's a local radio station. They announce that the hard body contest is coming up and you can run down to the dealership and put your name in, in person. (laughs) Like you have to... Mm -hmm write it on a thing and drop it in a box. Yeah. I think this is not unheard of for a Gen Xer to have to do that kind of shit. Cause that was the way we grew up. There is no internet entry into this. You have to physically go down there. Correct. They say it's one entry per person, but then we kind of find out it, well, maybe it's one entry per day or maybe it's an entry every time you can sneak in and somebody doesn't say, have you already <laughs> entered? You know, sort of something like that. Yes. It's not like super well policed. Right. It's not like the Goblet of Fire, right? They'll, <laughs> there you go. They'll yeah. Have that kind of control. Right. So once all the names are in or the time runs out or whatever you want to call it, then they would draw names. And if you were selected, you were able to come down and start the contest on a Tuesday morning about seven o'clock mm-hmm. in a parking lot mm-hmm. with a tent. Mm-hmm. In Texas, in what seemed like the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hot in Texas all the time, in my opinion. So make it summer even better. Yeah. People see, um, they the whole time they're unconcerned about this. I guess if you live there, but it, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of asphalt in the hot sun. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the entering your name, Benny, who is someone we'll, we'll talk to a lot He's like, well, I like to get there early and put my name in so my chances are better. And I was like, that's not how statistics work. It doesn't matter how soon you get your name in. It's just how many at the end get their name in. And I was really confused. But then later on, like you said, someone was like, I was there every day. I rode my bike because I didn't have a car. I rode my bike every day to go put my name in. And I'm like, okay, that's different. So if you start on day one, yes, you have more entries throughout the time period. That I get. Yeah, I also was like, 
that's not how the odds work, but thanks for playing. <laughs> right. And that's, yeah, Benny Perkins, mm-hmm. who was a previous winner. So I think he thinks that he knows everything because he was successful three years ago. <laughs> I also feel like he should have been excluded from winning again because he was successful three years ago. They should be like, one try and you're out. Not every time you get to try. That's not fair. But I think it really made for... um a good story in this case, because everybody was like, Oh mm. my God. I mean, he had attained some kind of godlike ability and he comes across, he's very low key. He's mm-hmm. kind of intense and very calm. So I think that might look like confidence. Right. I just thought he looked like kind of a douche, but it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, he could come off that way. Sometimes he was fine, and other times he came off like, listen, I just know how to do everything. And I'm like, "Mm." right, right, 100%. So do you want to kind of talk about the different, the contestants, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah, let's do. Okay. So Benny, of course, uh, that we've already met. There's also Kelly. And she's very interested in getting the truck because she wants to sell it for school money and possibly for braces. And I'm like, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Very practical. Love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy named Greg Cox. And I was like, oh, my God, I was good friends with a guy in high school named Greg Cox. And this is a different guy. So that's fun for me. OK. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He wants to explore his limits. He's a Marine, former Marine, and mm-hmm. he's a young guy and seems pretty confident again. So I think that he's a strong contestant from the beginning, just for funsies. Yes. But I dislike the fact that he's like, I don't really care about winning. I just want to push myself. You got to continuously push yourself. And I'm like, all right, why don't you find a different way to push yourself? So someone else can try to win the truck. You're taking that spot (laughs) away from someone who would really want it. Right. Also, can we talk about, I don't mean to call anyone out, but, I think he was a werewolf. He might have been a werewolf. Did you notice that? Uh, no. Uh, please, please enlighten me. He had body hair that it looked like he shaved his neck, which is fine. Well groomed. I like it. However, he didn't shave down far enough because his t-shirt collar was there, and he had a ring of body hair that went all the way up and around his neck. Like you just just a little farther, sir, or just let it go crazy, one or the other. But it was just really weird. <laughs> Sir, you might want to take that sweater off for this contest. Uh, It's hot out. Yes. (laughs) It was just, it it took me a couple times seeing him. I'm like, what, what is wrong with his neck? And then I'm like, oh, oh, (laughs) I didn't even notice that. So I'm so glad that I bought this documentary so I can go revisit it anytime I want. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. All right. Okay. Who else do we have? So then we have a guy named Russell Welch. And he has an old mm-hmm. truck, but he may want a new truck. And basically, he just talks in a bunch of circles and doesn't have any cohesive thoughts in his <laughs> little monologue time. I was like, what is happening here? Please, <laughs> please offer any clarity. So we didn't get that, though. Mm-hmm. Not, to, not to worry about that. There's Norma. She's playing for God, you guys. So <laughs> she is. No, she's not playing for God. God's playing for her, Aaron. They've prayed for a new truck and God's got jokes because he doesn't just give them a truck. You have to earn it. 
<laughs> right. Interesting dynamic with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a guy named Ronald. He's a country boy. He's among my favorite people because he is just happy-go-lucky. It seems like he just doesn't have any um, malice. He's not worried about anything. He's just like, I'm going to go there and do this thing and it's going to be fine. And I'm like, okay, sounds yeah. great. Yeah. I'm going to show up in my sandals and win this shit. Yep. Right. So there's a lady named Kelly and she's our friend that was trying her damnedest to get all them entries in. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, strong start where there's a will. Mm-hmm. 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 There's... There's Janice Curtis. The only thing that she said really was she tries to finish everything she starts. Okay. But the interesting thing about Janice is she's missing a bunch of top front teeth. Her husband is missing a bunch of bottom front teeth. And I thought, well, I don't know if they make one full teeth set between the two of them. That would work perfectly. Yeah. I'm like, there was dentistry at this time. It could be expensive. I understand. But I'm like, oh, man, mm, I hope they sell their truck and have some help with that. That's exactly what I wrote down. I hope she wins it and she can sell it and go to the dentist. I actually really liked her personality. She seemed like an honest lady <laughs> a little later on. Yeah, she was so she was interesting. She was a no holds barred kind of woman. I, mm -hmm. I dug her. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. So the day is upon us. Day one. Day one. 23 contestants. Yep. Starting at 7.30 in the a.m. I thought it was very interesting because they have, think about like a, a utility glove of some kind, just like a cotton glove, and you have to wear your gloves. And then, so glove on the hand, hand on the truck. They have two gloves. So you could, you know, you can kind of like flip-flop between your hands, but one hand has got to be touching it at all times. Yep. Some of the other rules are you cannot lean against the truck. You have to be able to hold yourself up. You cannot like squat down to rest your legs. Like you said, one hand has to be touching at all times. So if you want to put the other one down and switch, you have to put that one down first before you pull the other one up. They give you one five-minute break every hour. One... 15 minute break every six hours. Jesus. That's like, I don't even think that's covered in the Geneva convention. I think <laughs> they give you more than that. It's extreme. Right. But you're there by choice, not by war crime. True. I don't know. True. But this also kind of, in a really weird way, reminded me of safety to gnome. <laughs> Did it not? Yes. <laughs> right. You got to be prepared. Okay. That's right. That's right. And let's just paint a picture for people. So they're in a parking lot. There's a tent. There's like a DJ. There's a lot of local news. There's a lot of looky-loos and all this kind of stuff. It looks kind of like a poor Jack circus. It's just... Oh. Yeah. And they had commented... I want to say Benny probably made a comment about people watching you, like your family and friends are there and other people's family and friends are there, but there are people there just to watch as well. And I'm like, that seems like the most boring thing ever to watch. People just standing there. Why would you go watch that? Right. 
I think it is interesting because there's probably a lot of like fun energy to start because everybody's like, this is great and whatever. And there are people with Walkmans and people playing chess because you think about the back of the truck because it's got like a cover on it because of them accessories. Mm -hmm. And so people are doing stuff to kind of pass the time because I, I would think my sanity would go quickly. I know me and I'm like, mm -mm, mm, no, thanks. So this is not probably a jam for me, but I did laugh at the fact that there's just like, uh, one of the women is putting on makeup at one point. They're doing all kinds of crazy shit. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Mike Maris, one of the judges, and at first I thought, why do you need to judge? But the judges are watching to make sure you keep your hands on. There's no illegal activity, as it were, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Keeping their eyes on you, which will come up later. Anyway, he picks the winner. He thinks it's going to be Kelly. Yeah, in a real creepy way. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, she's brought bananas. And I'm like, right there, you're too invested. You're too invested in her <laughs> snacks. Okay. I hope she broke them off. And didn't eat it right out of the peel. So she's eating bananas. She's wearing shorts. She's got her juice boxes. She's got a good chair. So I think he's talking about she seems to be a person who prepared, who thought ahead a little bit. Um, there right. were definitely people who did not. Right. So she, for example, is eating like fish and bananas. She's got some carbs and juice. So she's, she's eating healthy, light mm -hmm. and healthy. Where Benny's the favorite. But he was sitting there eating a candy bar and smoking a cigarette on his break. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that's a champion at work for you. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? You can rest on your laurels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's also a comment about Russell is unprepared as he's wearing boots. Mm -hmm. And he's got no chair, which evidently is scandalous. He's sitting on the concrete. So right. you can't really rest on the concrete. I mean... No grass to be found anywhere nearby this place. None. Right. Right. Absolutely. You got Norma. She's got her Walkman on almost the whole time. What is she listening to? Oh, she's got them gospel tunes playing. And she she really looks like a person who's got the Holy Spirit. Like She's dancing. She seems like in a good celebratory mood, which I'm like, that seems like a great choice to me, like something that's keeping your energy up. I would say that at points, this is an infectious option, right? Because people are like, what's she doing that I'm not doing that I, and I keep thinking, using up all her energy. That's what she's doing. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the Lord will provide, Erin. The Lord will provide. Can we talk about her friend, Fran? Or oh, I was just going to talk about Fran. <laughs> They're all praying for her. They got everyone praying for Norma, but they also said that Norma and her husband sold their current truck the minute they got the news they were going to be in a contest to get a new one. I thought, well, that's a little quick on the draw, isn't it? You don't know that you want it, but you sold your other truck already. I don't know. Mm. What I can tell you is that she, Fran, has got the biggest clip-on earrings that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Texas. It's the 90s. Big jewelry. Oh, Big statement pieces. jewelry. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And she's got like a short quaff going on. Uh, she's styling for the Lord. Uh, but the, the prayer chain stuff and all the people praying for Norma, 
I love it because I'm like, do we have better things we could be praying for? I'm just asking. Thank you. Just asking. I'm like, there's so many things wrong with the world. There are people who are starving, but Norma needs that truck. God damn it. Right. Because they just sold their other one. (laughs) So. Oh, uh, yes. Love that. mm -hmm. Um, Our friend Greg is got a diet of veggies to start. He, his plan is to delay the sugar and caffeine. He's not going straight for the sugar and caffeine because that's just a, a recipe for burnout and disaster. Mm-hmm. Ronald said he'll fast. If nothing goes in, nothing can come out. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's also a good way to die or pass out and your hand leaves the truck then. But then he also, they ask him about, you know, what are, you're not going to eat anything. What do you need for energy? He's like, oh, like a Snickers or an orange. So not fasting, Ronald. You're not fasting. <laughs> you need to make up your mind. I think Ronald's just got all stream of consciousness thinking, like not mm-hmm. really thinking about what's going on here. But he's very fun. Yes. And he's going to ask his lady friend. That's the phrase he used. <laughs> his lady friend uh-huh. to bring him some tennis shoes because those sandals just weren't quite as supportive as he would have hoped. Right. He can't be boxed in. He's a free spirit. Okay. Lady yeah. friend is it. Yeah. That's how he got that lady friend was with them sandals. Looking sharp, Ronald. Let's, I can't talk about men's feet. Okay. Um, (laughs) Benny, as always, he's got some wisdom for us. And he said, look, it's heavy foods and burgers that take people out of the competition. If you're eating that grease. Yeah. It's not long for you. So, you know, it would have been interesting if someone would have worn a diaper. (laughs) Like I can stand here all day and just shit myself. Got you. I mean, that's an intimidation score we did not talk about. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So about 12 hours in, everybody's still there. Um, They do start to drop out soon after this. There is someone who with a hand slippage. Then at 16 hours, um, there's another, some people that are feeling pain from standing. There's a guy named Calvin who's feeling lack of sleep around midnight. And I'm like, I would think that would have been part of it, but who am I to say? So, yeah, I like how they all talked a really good game before the contest started. And then as you start talking to them throughout, they're like, this sucks. <laughs> this fucking sucks. My back fucking hurts. My legs are swollen. My feet hurt. I'm tired. Yeah. Benny compares it to Highlander because there can be only one. <laughs> Did I almost text you at that point when I saw it? I was like, <laughs> stop it right now. I have to save it for the show. <laughs> yes. And he is very funny because he talks about almost like a rush of power when somebody drops out. And I'm like, are you okay? It seems like, I mean, do we have anything else in our lives that we can feel good about ourselves? Or just all schadenfreude or what? he does have something else in his life because he equated it to killing his first ever deer. He's like, when you kill big animals, you feel this rush. And I'm like, that's what fucking serial killers say, Benny. Don't say that. Mm -hmm. No, just stop talking. They do talk to a psychologist and he's talking about the fatigue is obviously not helpful here, but they do kind of talk about the bonds that you make as you are going through this together with friends potentially and all this kind of stuff that can help sustain you. But there are some mixed emotions that people are, you know, it is a competition. So I think people feel 
empathy with others when they drop out or whatever. But also there is some like, yes, I'm a little bit closer than I was. But then he also makes it sound like it's almost a mystical experiment. <laughs> like you just, you get a sense of the divine. And I'm like, in a parking lot? Whatevs. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I think it's more delusion. But then again, I think a lot of the divine is delusion. So I'm probably not the right person to talk to. <laughs> Hilarious. At 21 hours, we have some people getting loopy. We have Kelly mm -hmm. who's talking about the youths are most likely to win. However, Benny says that age is immaterial, but over, over 30 is most likely to win. And I say to you, are there no former years with which to draw conclusions like this? Like who is statistically more <laughs> likely to win? I don't know. Well, we know Benny and statistics just don't necessarily go together real well. But yeah, I mean, there are several right. years because at one point we talked to a former winner from like 92 or three. So it's been going on for a few years now. They mm -hmm. could pull that data. Right. At 24 hours, there are 17 contestants left. So six have dropped out by now. Everyone says their back hurts, their feet hurt, their legs hurt. Some of them are like, well, they don't hurt anymore. And they've gone numb, which they think is a good thing because now they don't feel the pain. Benny says when things go numb, mm -hmm. that's when it gets dangerous. But again, this is not frostbite, so I'm not sure how horrible it is. Right? This must have been before ergonomics <laughs> and the study of yes. like standing on hard surfaces and how it affects you. <laughs> right. Right. They didn't have any anti-fatigue max out there. Mm -hmm. That would have helped a little bit. Right. Can we talk about the transitions between things? It's like a weird spinning hubcap and like a weird noise. Ticking sound and yeah. Yes. And it cracked me up so much. Like, you know, it takes a moment till you really understand what that means. And I'm like, okay, budgets are real. <laughs> we could do a nice fade out, fade in. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Norma. Is definitely full of the spirit here. So there are times where she starts uncontrollably laughing, which is fine. Other than the fact that it makes everyone else laugh as well, except for some people who want no part of that jolly madness. Benny thinks mm -hmm. it's what's going to take him out because when you're laughing, you're not in control and you might take your hand off that truck. I think that it's a fair... Because at first I thought, is this a uh, strategy that she's using? Because people are going to be like, is she okay? Like, should I be concerned if I stand next to her? But no, I think she's just a, a lovely person and there's not really a lot of malice in her game, but there's definitely a point where I was like, this seems odd. So yeah, it does seem almost contrived, but you're right. She doesn't come across as someone who is manipulative and whatnot. She just, she just got the Lord on her side is what this is. Right, right. It's a strong stance. So at 31 hours, I thought it was interesting because they start to employ, or at least this is when we start to see they're doing blood pressure checks on people. Right. While, right. while they're standing there with their hand on the truck, they'll come over. It's not like they're doing it on the brakes. Like, nope, give me one of your hands <laughs> or arms. Right. Ronald, his blood pressure dropped. And so he bowed out. Now. It could have mm -hmm. been all the Snicker bars he ate because he ate a lot of Snickers bars, like one every break or something. 
And uh, that can't be good for you ever. I mean, I don't know what it's like to stand there for that long, but I would think that this, you know, a few hours in, I think most people can handle that. But as we go, I would think that that's going to be exponentially hard. Yeah. No matter what you eat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just, I don't think people understand standing in one spot is so much harder than moving. You can move all day long Mm -hmm. and you will be sore, but just standing in one spot, I feel like it's so much harder on you and harder to do. So it's, this is no easy feat. No. So 36 hours, there's a lot of contestants commentary. Um, So I guess we should say too, there's a lot of footage in this documentary of the contest in action. And that's kind of fun to Mm -hmm. see. This is the part where we meet Janice's husband and my notes say, what a pair. (laughs) So they talk a lot about their strategy for preparation in this. And so they turn off their air conditioner so she can get used to being in the heat. Mm -hmm. And then he gives a dissertation on air conditioners just in general. And I was like, oh, thanks. For not that. just it, not just any air conditioning, <laughs> but his air conditioning. Because most people have like a, a, a two-ton air conditioner or something. And he's got a 20-ton air conditioner for what I can only assume is not a large home. And he's like, it could cool the house to negative 12. Okay. Are we cryogenically preserving ourselves now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I'd like to see the math on that, please. Like the insulation must also be. <laughs> it's just, yeah, he, it was just such a weird flex, right? Of all the things to brag about. Yeah. Your air conditioner is not one I know. But in Texas, really, yeah, weird. in Texas, it does get very hot. So I guess maybe that is a very big point of pride. So well done, sir, for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So weird. Okay. So moving into 41 hours, Mm -hmm. we have somebody dropping out for hearing voices. So I feel like that was a great decision on their part. Glad they were aware enough to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Or they could have just started Mm -hmm. talking to the voices and then other people would have been creeped out enough to leave and he would have got the truck. (laughs) Right on, right on. At 45 hours, um, our friend Greg Cox drops out. Um, because he's just tired. I think his body is starting to fail him a little bit. And so he's just like, I'm out. It's cool. So I do appreciate the fact that he had said earlier that he once stayed up for five days when he was in the Marines. But he's like, that was kind of a mock war thing. So if you sleep, you die. He's like, stakes here aren't quite that high. <laughs> and I'm like, at least you're aware of that. I appreciate that. And you're you're like, okay, right. I can do it if absolutely necessary. But this might not be that time. Yeah. Yeah. At 48 hours, we have 10 contestants left. I was just going to say, there are a lot of people listening to Walkmans. The dealership is playing a country station really loud. So I'm out, right? Within an hour, I would have been out because that's (laughs) torture for me. But you have a Walkman. Now, we do see later on, Norma has like a whole tape cassette like she has a whole library with her so she can change it and listen to it. But I'm like, most Mm -hmm. of them just had a Walkman and I'm like, are you listening to the same tape over and over and over and over? No. How horrible. That almost might be worse in the country. It's possible that there was a really good (laughs) mixtape situation. Like a magic mixtape that every time you flipped it over, it was a new mix. (laughs) I mean, they could have been supplied. Everybody had a kind of a, a break and a family. Yeah. 
Right, right, right. But Norma had her carrying case of cassettes mm-hmm. with her at all and times. And Bible. Yes. Yeah. She's prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She really is. 54 hours. So, 54 hours. Janice has dropped out. And they catch up with her as she's getting into a car-ish and leaving. In a huff, might I add. You might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she... She's pissed. So she leaves willingly. Mm-hmm. She said what happened was in the act of doing something, her hand had come off the truck. Now, no judge had seen it, but she knew and she was leaving because she has integrity, this lady. Of that, I will give her full credit. But they were talking about how they were pissed because they had seen since the very beginning, people would take their hands off the truck. And judges didn't see, and no one called anyone out, but it was on film, it was on tape, the whole thing's being recorded. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, it's just, it's fucking rigged to a certain extent, and I'm not going to do it anymore. So, she left. She also mentions that she, Kelly, and Carrie had told the judges, and kind of been like, hey, could you guys pay a little bit more attention, because we're seeing some things maybe you're not catching. Mm-hmm. And what happened as a result of that? They essentially got disciplined. Like, don't be a tattletale. Yeah, snitches get stitches, so. Right, and that's by the marketing director of the dealership or something like that. A lady named Jan, which I'm like, of course, it would be a mm-hmm. Jan. Mm-hmm. But it's like this weird thing about, you know, the judges are doing you a favor. And if they weren't here, then we'd have no one and it'd be lawless and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I think what they're saying is, could you guys... Um, maybe swap the judges out. I don't like, we're just telling you not everything is being caught. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was a really weird calling the teacher principal over moment. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't it help them in their contest to maintain integrity. I would think so. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, there are two judges at any given time. And I'm sure they get swapped out. They're not being punished, so they shouldn't have to be there 24 hours a day. But I yeah. hope so. And they're volunteering their time. So probably a couple hours at a time. So two judges. And yeah, if one is on one side, one is on the other, you're going to miss stuff. Especially at the beginning when there are 23 people. That's a lot of people to watch at all times. When there are only two people, it's a lot easier. But it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand what she was saying to the extent of... Let's try to give them a little bit of a break. They're doing the best they can. People shouldn't get in trouble for that, but there we are. Yeah, it just seemed bizarre the way it was Mm -hmm. handled. Yeah. So, anyway, at 58 hours, Carrie drops out. She's got some leg pain and fatigue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there because I think it was Angie. I thought it was Carrie, too, but those two look very, very similar to me. And her name tag said Angie, and then later on, we find out Carrie dropped out at 65th hour. So I think okay. this was Angie, both beautiful young women. So interchangeable to me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I'm a man like person and they just all look the same. Right. But yeah, she, Angie is out then at 58 hours. Paul talks about during a break, how he's going to win because he took three weeks of vacation. He's got plenty of time to spare. And I thought, do you really think you're going to be here for three weeks, Paul? That seems excessive. Or are you just bragging <laughs> that you have three weeks of vacation? <laughs> Yeah, it's, they say a lot of odd things in this, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, sure. I thought maybe it was, like, 
I'm going to have plenty of time to recover. So I'm not worried about missing work and whatever. But yeah, it was an odd, it was an odd statement for sure. Especially because a couple hours later he leaves on his own free will. He's like, I'm out. (laughs) And he walked away. Well, I think the whole time you're like, as soon as somebody says how well they're doing, then immediately they drop out after that. I'm (laughs) like, are you trying to convince me or yourself? Like you're okay. I don't know. Yeah. I have Russell is dropping out around this time as well. I don't know if he's disqualified, but he was leaning over is kind of the way they're showing it to you. Yeah. So he drops out or is disqualified or whatever. And his wife comes over. I assume it's his wife. It's a woman. And she is hugging him and rubbing on him and whatever in a, what I assume she thinks is a comforting gesture. And then he sits down in a chair and she has her face like right on his face and I'm like, can you fucking back up for a minute? I don't know. It was just very like, I don't know. It gave me some anxiety. I called Riley in so he could see it. And he's like, yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just really struck me as funny yeah. that she was just right here. So funny. There were a couple times JD's wife did that too. She was like all over him during the breaks. And I'm like, is it because the camera's on? Because that's some clingy ass shit and you need to calm down. So clingy. And I was like, he's got to stink. Well, thank you. Thank you. At one point I'm like, it's been three days. These people haven't showered or bathed. They've been in the hot Texas sun. Ugh. Everyone smells so much. There was an issue with the gloves at one point. So I don't know who I think I want to say Norma had a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. Like they've really affected her hands. Like she had a reaction to them. So they got them some new gloves, but in the process, Carrie, this is at 65 hours, she took her hand out of the glove to itch it and not paying attention. And so her hands were off the truck and she's disqualified. And she realizes what she did. She was not angry about it. She's like, it's my own stupid mistake. You're tired at that point. You're not thinking. She's like, my hands just itched. Mm -hmm. And so she's out. Right. So there are four left at this point. Evidently with great camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And really, at this point, I agree that it's a mind over matter situation in these last long hours. Mm-hmm. Benny thinks it's going to be, um, he's hoping for 102 hours, even if he has to stand there by himself at the end, because that's a world record. All I could think of was what a selfish fucking act. Dude, these people have places to go to. They want to go home. So take your fucking prize and leave. That's annoying. Yeah. I think you said Kelly before, and maybe there are two Kellys. I don't know, because they didn't at any point, like, list everybody out or whatever. But I I have a Kelly um, taking her hands off while she's walking around the truck. Yep, that is Kelly. Okay. And to the point where she seems really out of it, and she's talking to people, but they're like, is she okay? And she just, like, walks off and then just continues to walk down the road with no socks. And I'm like, no do shoes. you want to go get her? Yes. Yeah. Her, her friend finally showed up to get her. Now, this is before cell phones were ubiquitous, right? So some people might have had them, but they weren't really mm-hmm. all over the place. But it was just so interesting. Yeah, she just started wandering off like she was going to walk home. Thank God she didn't get in a car to drive. I appreciate that. But yeah, she had no shoes or socks on and seemed really out of it. And I I hope her friend got her and she made it home safely because they don't really follow up with that. 
No, it's just like she's just gone. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we don't know when the truck puts. So. We don't care about her anymore. <laughs> right, right. She's not here. She's she's. Dead I don't know. Us. Throwing the towel in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At sixty nine hours, we have three to go. So the last three will be drug tested, which I appreciate. They don't want any methamphetamines in that system. <laughs> yeah. So the last three will be drug tested. Not during a break. They'll take them each individually out to get drug tested. They will have all three will win prizes. So obviously the first price is the truck. The second price is $250 cash. And the third will be a gift card to Johnny Casey's, which I'm assuming is a super classy restaurant. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, it's cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, on one hand, I appreciate that they're giving out prizes other than the truck because these people have obviously endured a lot. But on the other hand, if you sat there for how many hours, 68 hours at this point, mm-hmm. and you get a goddamn gift card to a, to a restaurant you may or may not even like, no. But that's how I felt about, do you remember that uh, show Fear Factor? Yeah. I always thought if you got to the end and you didn't win, you went through all that stupid shit for nothing. For nothing. No. I was just always horrified that they made him eat gross stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not, I'm not eating cave spiders. Thanks. While being enclosed in a tomb. No. Fuck off. Yeah. All for you might win 50 grand. You might. Odds are you won't. No, thank you. Right. Stupid right. Fucking show. Anyways, they they take Benny. So they have JD, Benny, and Norma left. Mm-hmm. Norma goes drug test first, I believe. Okay. Then they take Benny to go drug test. He has a hard time walking. They have to walk with him and he just never goes back to the truck. <laughs> Right. It's like, I'm done. Yeah. He's got some foot and leg pain. Yeah. And he just was like, I don't think so. And okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was probably harder for him to stop doing that than maybe others. Cause he's been there before and he feels like he should be able to do it yeah. again. Yeah. But it's fine, man. Whatever. Mm-hmm. At about 74 hours, we're down to two and Norma's starting to get pretty disoriented. Mm-hmm. I imagine they both stink a lot <laughs> and you know Norma's husband is like you wouldn't be disoriented if you would just look over at me and I'll tell you what to do and I was like thanks guy for all that help right so Norma won't really engage with the speaker like the person that's interviewing her and it's really an odd dynamic so she ends up picking up her cans to clap at one point and is disqualified at that time yep Right. Yeah. I like how JD doesn't move. Like she walks off. Norma walks off and JD's mm-hmm. just sitting there with his hands in the truck. Like, bitch, I ain't moving till someone comes in and tells me this is done. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, I want it to be superficial. Yes. I just wanted to interject at this point. I did a little bit of research on the side and found out at four days without sleep, it is very likely that people are experiencing severe distortion to reality. Like it is really difficult for us when we are not able to sleep. So this is right on the cusp of some of those things. So I think a lot of these people are reacting normally. Oh, absolutely. It's not abnormal. Yeah. Right. So I just thought it would be interesting to understand at what point is it getting bad for us? And so, you know, there's a big long scale and I don't know that you can die from lack of sleep. They say it's very, very rare, but I mean, you just, 
you know, kind of cascade off into whatever. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I think about the fact that they use this in cults to manipulate people, they use this as torture and things like that. So it's understandable if you are delusional that some things might seem more divine, more Mm -hmm. um, believable because you're not there. You're not altogether there to make any logical arguments against it. So Right. Yeah, this isn't a normal state of being by any means. Mm-hmm. 100%. But JD seems fairly put together. <laughs> yeah, he's he seems to have come through it pretty well. He, of course, wins. He mm-hmm. credits Benny as being a big reason for his victory. I think Benny gave him some suggestions, some nuggets along the way, right? Mm-hmm. And they kind of, you know, we've seen this again, safety to know where people paired up and it helped them endure together. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think uh, Benny's presence for a lot of this helped DJ or JD get where he wanted to be. Right. And you can see him throughout. Sometimes they would, they stood next to each other and JD would mimic some of the things that Benny was doing, like during stretching and, and, you know, kind of bending down and things. So he's like, Hey, he's done it before. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll just do what he does. And I thought, well, as long as Benny doesn't mind. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So at this point, you know, JD's enjoying like walking around and looking at the truck and all this kind of stuff. And he sits inside and he's like, I'm going to give this to my wife. And I'm like, this is really sweet. Yeah. So, but I I was waiting for the butt to come. (laughs) It's really sweet, but I don't know. I just, my whole thing with this truck it's ugly. One. It's, it's not just a regular truck. They mm-hmm. have put like all kinds of weird promotional shit for the dealership on it. Mm-hmm. And it says like hands on a hard body and it's got these weird handprints all over it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I find that very annoying. Like you can't just have a truck that just is a truck. It's got to have a specialized paint job. Yeah. It's hideous. It is so bad. They also talk about the function of the gloves is not to fuck up the paint job because the sweat can do something, something and basically fuck your hands. It's the paint we're more worried about. So yeah. I mean, they got priorities, you know, priorities, that truck is the priority. (laughs) Uh, When asked what he learned from the experience, JD said, if you really want something, keep your hands on it. And I thought, well, that's pretty straight to the point. Yeah. (laughs) Appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. It was nice. I liked that. Can we also say he was one of the oldest contestants? I don't remember how old he was, but he was like, I don't know if he was. There was one, I think, that was older than him in his 60s. But this cat was pretty far out there. I wouldn't say in his 50s. So a young one mm-hmm. did not win it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's probably so situational, too. Like, I don't know if he's retired. I don't know if he's, you know, what he does for work. I mean, because there's got to be a physical portion of this and a psychological portion of mm-hmm. this. So who's to say? It's an interesting question. How would you prepare to do this? You know what I mean? Without any, I don't know. I would not because I'm a wimp (laughs) and I know my limits and this is well beyond my limits. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So no, I don't like being in the heat. Uh, I don't like country music. I didn't like that truck to be honest. So I want no part of it. I want no part of it. Now, a different car. I still wouldn't do it, but it would at least make me think about it more. Right. And you can't like ask the internet what you should do at this time. Well, you could just not on your phone, right? You'd have to use a (laughs) 
desktop computer. Right. You have to go to the library and look it up. I don't know. Right. Hilarious. Okay. So did you have an honorary errand for the week? I really liked, well, let me think about it a minute. You want me to tell you who mine is? Yes. Let's do that first. Okay. Mine was Kelly. Okay. Because she was practical about why she was in the contest. She knew it wasn't like, mm-hmm. I want a truck. It was like, I'm going to sell that truck. I'm going to pay off some bills. I'm going to get some braces and pay for school. And she was also very logical about how she approached the competition, about practical mm-hmm. clothing, uh, good food. She brought a chair. And so I liked her thinking. Now, she did get a little crazy at the end, but if I don't get sleep, <laughs> I'm crazy within 10 hours. So she lasted a lot longer than this, Erin. So for that, sure. I give her an honorary Erin medal. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to pick Janice. Yeah. I really like the fact that she was honest and kind of mm-hmm. um, back that up with her actions, right? You don't always see that. And I value that in people. So um, I would like to think if I were in her shoes, I would have done the same. So. Yeah. And that was a hard decision to make, right? Because mm-hmm. knowing that you've already put in so much time and mm-hmm you still have a chance to run the truck if no one saw you to keep that integrity at that point takes a lot. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally give her credit for that. Especially she didn't necessarily seem to be withering per se. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. She was still mm -hmm. there together with it seemed to be doing well mentally. So yeah. All right. Shall we talk about um, next week? We shall. We are going to start Pride Month next week. So what are we doing for the first week of Pride? Uh, We're going to cover a documentary called Before Stonewall. This is done in 1984. Amazon Prime, we're thinking, could be on Fandor. It's possible that those are rentals. And you can also find it free on Tubi. So says the internet. We haven't checked that out, you know, in person yet. But we will. Um, so it seems like there's some watching options for everybody, and it's about an hour and a half. And yeah, so do you have a good synopsis? It's the history of gay and lesbian community before the Stonewall riots began the major gay rights movement. So there was a lot of progressive movement after Stonewall, and so this is kind of showing you the picture leading up to that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited to um, to know a little bit more. I think that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, I think learning history is always good. It makes us smarter. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Then beyond that, we'll ask you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and at our website, go doc yourself. And that's how you can learn a little bit more about us. And we're always uh, welcome and open to comments and questions and recommendations. So yeah. So thanks for joining this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you get a chance to watch this amazing documentary. It was so fun. Mm Mm-hmm. We should have a watch party so not everyone has to pay and we just let everyone watch it with us. Anyway, just enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Later. Bye.